You're listening to Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official podcast of Lingerie Fighting Championships. And now, here's your host, Michael Lutkin! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC Lingerie Fighting Championships podcast. My name is Mike Larkin, and joining me today is a fighter, a very talented one at that, and someone who has such an amazing background and is such an amazing spirit that it shines through with everything that she does, the one and only Miss Michaela Thompson. Michaela, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. First and foremost, folks, the great thing about this show is really exuding and accentuating that internal and external beauty, that beauty, strength, and dominance. And for you, we see a lot of prospects. We've seen a lot of personnel. We've seen a lot of fans and everything involved in this show. But you have a very interesting story of how you found out about LFC because you were there the day of LFC 37 back to the mansion back on Valentine's Day. So let's talk about this here. So you saw what was going on and what did you think about the presentation? Uh-huh. So basically, um, I'm an entertainer as well, and I had gone in to do an audition for the club at Sapphire. Um, but my background, I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu when I was about 13 years old, and I've been doing boxing and MMA since I was 13 years old. So generally, when I walk into a strip club and I see a gentleman's club, and I see um, women kind of boxing it out, I'm like, all right, what's going on here? Because this looks fun. <laughs> and so I was uh, snooping around a little bit. Um, went to go, uh, I don't remember who I had spoke to, but he gave me a little bit of rundown of what LFC was, and I was very intrigued by it, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, first and foremost, here's why I love it, folks, because I'm going to say right now, there's nothing like a live experience of seeing it right there firsthand in person, then opposed to highlights and clips, what have you. And I think for this particular situation here, I've always said this about LFC. We got a little bit of MMA, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of clothing. It's that sex appeal kind of equated to what we had with the LFL, the Lingerie Football League. But it also really kind of has like that glow aspect, right? Yeah. I love it. Personally, me, I I like women as well too. I am very attracted to women as well. So when I walked in and I saw like big booty, big beautiful women going and sparring it out, I was like, okay, I can get down with this. But I agree with the uh with the um uh the football championship as well. I love those women. I follow them. I I copy. I see what they're doing, and I I absolutely love it. And I think that we're many of this was like very sexualized in the way of being disrespectful to women. It's changed into being very empowering to women. And I, I really love that. I love that about both of these is that, yeah, it can be sexualized, but we are sexual beings, but we have power in that. It's not just a negative thing. It's not a negative connotation. It can be a a very positive thing for us because it's who we are and we just taking advantage of what we have. Right. And here's what I love about that comparison, too. I always equate this like people talk about the attitude era with the WWE, like the late 90s had that very risque attitude era. And with women, there, more focused on like bra and panties and stuff like that. Now more WWE is really accentuating the beauty. Yes, that they are. But here we got some skill and we get to apply our crafts. I like that mindset, too, as well. But we're in such a society where it's like, okay, we got to tone down the sexuality. It's like, hold on here now. 
This is what makes us who we are, unique. Sex sells, as it always says. So it's almost kind of like we're trying to break away from that, but there's still something that you can accentuate and really have that focal upon about it because there's layers to everything that we do. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, one of my other jobs, I'm a steel worker, uh, and I'm one of the very few women that works in steel. I, I do rigging. So I build uh, music festivals for concerts and uh, I build stages for music festivals and concerts. And um, it's steel work. So I'm actively working with steel. I'm climbing in heights. I'm doing all this stuff. But generally, the first thing that a man is going to look at, oh, she's got a nice ass. Oh, she's beautiful. This and that. So that's going to be the first thing that that they're looking at. But instead of being upset about it and almost offended by it, I accept it because I know that that's what, okay, that draws you in, right? Well, then you see my beauty and that's what draws you in. But then you see me working hard and you see me lifting the steel and you see me climbing these 80 foot structures. And then it's like a switch, you know, you're like, oh, well, she's beautiful, but she's a hard worker. You know, she really does it. And I feel that that's the same for these women. It's like, oh, she's beautiful. And that's what draws your attention. But at the same time, oh, she kicks ass. You know what I mean? So I love that. I think it's a nowadays, like you talk about the empowerment thing. I always say this, not just doing the training and putting the fitness and putting that work into being that athlete. Body confidence is such a huge thing nowadays. You know what I'm saying? You have to have that body confidence to show it off if you got it flaunted, as they say. But also at the same time, too, if you can look at yourself in that mirror, if you have that ability to entertain and have that gravitational pull, so to speak, it really gets to accentuate you as a person, makes you stronger, makes you grow, and it really puts yourself out there. And that's what we need nowadays. Yeah, I, I say it all the time. I actually am uh, working actively as a, a personal trainer and I work um, out of Roanoke. I'm um, training women for boxing as well. Um, I have a, a number of programs that I'm doing out here. And I say it all the time that, you know, growing up, I was insecure about being too skinny. You know, there's girls that feel insecure about being too big and there's girls that feel insecure about being too skinny. And there's girls that feel insecure about being too fit, you know, like Girls are going to have these insecurities. Women are going to have these insecurities. It's just about how you see yourself and how you want to see yourself. Instead of looking in the mirror and being like, oh, does he like this? Is he going to like this? No, let's, it's, do I like this? Where do I want to be? Because at the end of the day, me as a personal trainer, I can sit here and yell at you all day long about doing these workouts. But at the end of the day, it's going to be you that gets your ass up and that actually does the workout. And then you're going to look in the mirror and be like, I did that. I got my goals. Right. I think that's the right mindset to have. And I think what I love about it too, as well, wherever, when you're working on yourself from that external standpoint, as well as internally, it all starts with you. So having, so having yourself start where you are, the journey is worth taking. We can say the destination is imperable. We could talk about this all day, but I think if people don't start with you and how you continue to want to go, then what does that make? You know what I'm saying? You really need to find that place and that purpose. And I think a lot of us have done that. I think it's wonderful. And I think especially with today's generation, including yourself being the younger athlete that you are, it really does show and also brings a lot of hope to the future and also brings a lot of progression and succession to you as a whole so i mean i think the sky's the limit in the youth movement right now is just absolutely amazing absolutely and oh, oh no i'm sorry go ahead one of my favorite shirts that i wear it says young and powerful I love that. Okay. All right. Now well that's also great as well. And I also got to add this to you speaking to this you young go hard. 13 years old. 
MMA background, you're wrestling in high school, you're doing all these combative natures. Let's talk about this here because, again, such a young age, doing what you do and what you love to do, what kind of gravitated you towards MMA? And here, I'm going to wrestle in high school. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What kind of gravitated towards you there, Michaela? So I've kind of already been um, a tough kid. I was one of those that was like, uh, I always – I always fought with the boys. I always wrestled in the mud with the boys. You know, a boy told me I shopped at Goodwill. I punched him in the face. You know, I, I was always rough and tumble like that, you know? So originally when I saw boxing, I was probably about seven years old. And I was like, that's something that I want to do. But I never got into it. I, I didn't come from a very wealthy family. So it was kind of hard to get into programs like that, especially because they thought it was a joke for women to be in it. So you had to pay that extra money to be in it. Um, but then a friend had started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I went to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu with him the first time. And we did armbar week. That was the first thing I ever did. Fell in love instantly. I started doing jiu-jitsu competitions and realizing that I could use my smallness and my... Because I, I used to always think that I'm a woman, but I can do anything a man can do. But then that reality hit me that scientifically, there's a lot of things that women can't do to the extent that we have to modify. There's modifications that we have to make in order to do what the men can do. I'm not saying that you can't do it. There's just a lot of other things that we have to do around that in order to get to that point. So as far as wrestling went, there were no girl wrestlers like that. I always wrestled the boys, always. So instead of trying to sit there and muscle out a man, I would focus and rely mostly on my technique. And technique was everything to the females. And I, and I started seeing that through jujitsu that I'm using this man's strength against him because, you know, you're coming at me with everything that you got, but if you're going to be pushing into me, then I'm just going to let you go that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you go. If you want to go that way, go that way. I'm just going to help you out, give you a little hand. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was definitely a hard reality at first, but just to, to get to the point where, where I could understand that, I'm not a man and I'm not going to be like a man, but I can use what I do have as an advantage. And it, it started to click a different perspective. Like, I don't want to fight like a man. I want to fight like a woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that that's definitely a big thing for me. But I was um, 15. I had my first MMA fight. I was 15. I fought a 24-year-old here in Roanoke, Virginia. I beat her in a third round TKO. She quit. And she was much taller than me. Much taller. It was just that drive, that heart, all of that that pushed me through it. And, um, you know, things happened. I, I turned, they, they said anybody under 18 could no longer fight. Um, so I had to wait till I was 18. I ended up getting pregnant, went through life as a single mom. And my daughter's five now. Um, so I'm finally jumping back into the cage. I'm finally jumping back into the ring. And uh, hopefully by the end of this year, I'll go back and I'll be pro. But I got a few amateur fights throughout the summer that I got lined up. And then uh, hopefully you guys will see me in Vegas this time next year. So <laughs> that's the goal. Well, I personally hope to see in Vegas as well. And also as well, God bless five years old, doing with a lot of, first of all, shout out to all the single moms out there. Cause it's not easy. It's a lot to go through. So shout out to the single moms. My goodness. First of all, family is everything to me. So I love that. My God bless you and your daughter. 
Uh, I look at it from a stance too as well, man, 15 take knocking out this 24 year old. And I look at it from a stance too. There's like, there's so much about there. Like we see in popular culture, you'll see on episodes where it's like, there was an episode of Saved by the Bell back in the day. And I'll date myself here and show my age, but here we go. Like when Saved by the Bell, there was an episode where Zach dated a girl was on the wrestling team. And then she defended him against the bully. And I was like, oh my God, this is a woman. You have that mindset, but also at the same time, I think what I love about it too, is the tomboy aspect. And the fact that not just women are getting into it, like with wrestling, there's intergender wrestling there's more guys on wrestling the girls the equality standpoint is there that empowering outfit there is just absolutely wonderful and i think the fact that we're getting that shine on a lot of great women of different combative nature <laughs> because y'all are taking taking over but also at the same time y'all are kicking our butts and making us even worse twice as harder you know <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, a different world that's for sure and um i'm not even going to say it's just a woman empowered world because I think as a whole, we're empowered. I think that women just women just became more confident in who they were. I'm not going to say that it, it's fully – I don't want to take it away from the men as well. You know what I mean? Because I think equally, we just became one. And, like, all the guys that I train with at the gym, I mean, there's all guys. And, you know, my legs are bruised up. I got a swollen ankle because I was sitting there doing Muay Thai kicks with a man who's twice my size. And, and, you know, and it's like got big legs. But I, one thing that I really like that I see a lot these days is there's videos of a man and a woman sparring, right? This is a fighting atmosphere. Everybody signed up. Everybody knows that, that this is what they want to do. So there's nothing, nothing weird like that. But a girl goes in, and she gets a good hit or a good kick, and the guy's, like, stunned. Okay. Well, then he throws something back, and she's stunned. And then it's like, was that fair? Absolutely. Absolutely that was fair. You know, I can't come in like I, I put heat on the guys all the time when I'm sparring them. I have wicked body shots. I love throwing my body shots. My hooks and my uppercuts. I was a huge Mike Tyson fan growing up. So I'm a very Mike Tyson based fighter. So if I'm coming in and I'm just wailing on this guy with body shots and he's feeling it, what makes me think that I can't get hit back? It's unfair. You know, I know that there's that difference between a man's strength and a woman's strength, but still if I'm coming at you with everything I got and I'm like actively hitting you enough for you to be like, ow, that hurts. What makes me think that you can't hit me back and stun me a little bit, but it teaches you. Right. And I think that's the thing. Everything's a learning experience. And as well, like you talk about Mike Tyson, the man from being prime Mike Tyson, to Mikey Tyson, the legend that he is, such kick work strikes are very much instinctual, animalistic, but also at the same time, it's that killer instinct. And I think you certainly do have that with that. We've seen your strikes and your kicks and your sparring and your gym time. You certainly put in the work. And I think also at the same time, I love it you, that you talk about your steel and you talk about what you're doing, working at that and building and the structure as well. I also love that too, because anything in that we do in life, it's that variety. We get to add a lot of stuff to what we do and it's just an extension of our overall being, right? Yeah. Absolutely. And and the funny thing is, is uh, before I was terrified of heights, you know, you wouldn't catch me dead on the side of a cliff, even if it was a railing. And the first time I ever went up in a grid, I even clipped onto a catwalk and it was only 45 feet up. But the funny thing is, is that that's considered a man's work, right? But what got me into it was dancing. Because if I can climb a 50 foot pole with nothing but my legs as a safety, and get all the way to the top just fine, what makes me think that I can't have a harness on, have a whole safety system, and then climb out onto some beams and pull up some points, some chains, you know? And, like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, 
one thing, like, I could sit here and be ashamed for what I did as a dancer, as being a dancer, because a lot of people don't like that. I did it because I was a single mom, and it was my best way to be able to spend time with my daughter and then still make my bills at the same time. I had the potential to make my rent in a day, and I could spend the rest of the month with my daughter, you know, and not have to work my ass off day and night and, you know, never be able to see her and just have enough money to pay for a babysitter and go to work all the time. It's not fair. You know what I mean? So that's what really pushed me into being a dancer. Yes, a lot of people can get caught up in that life and the toxicities of it, but it's whether or not you're strong enough to know what your goals are and what you're really going towards. Not the fancy purses, not the shoes, not all that, but putting a roof over you and your child's head. And that's what I really respect about Vegas is that it's so normalized dancing out there that there's all kinds of mothers. And they're like, no, I'm not out here to just fuck around and do drugs and do this and that. I'm here because I'm putting a roof over my baby's head and food on their table. And this is the best way to do it and spend time with them as well, as much time as you can. And that's what I really respected about that. But the fact that it went from being a a looked-down-upon woman's profession is what got me into being in a rigging position, which is more considered a man's position. It's funny to me, but it worked out just fine because a lot of women riggers that I know came from dancing. And it's because we like to climb. <laughs> you know, we know how to climb. And then on top of that, you have that insane upper body strength and core strength of having to do tricks and all that. It's not just about a sexualized thing in the money. Me personally, I am very theatrical. I love to put on a show. It doesn't have to be like I, I, there could be two people there and I'll do 20 songs on stage and it's just because I'm in my atmosphere and I'm dancing and I'm, I'm very much so more like a burlesque dancer. I love to be theatrical. I love to be fluent. You know, it's not just about going up there and shaking your ass and having people throw a bunch of money on you. It's not just about that. And that's what people consider it being. So everyone looks down upon it where I'm trying to bring light to the situation. Like, hey, it's not like that at all. You know? You got me smiling just thinking about that because I'd love to add on to this point because you you put out a lot of great things here that I think need to be here at the forefront. First of all, I've seen a lot of people myself who have done that, you know, have done dancing as well to pay being a mom, I've seen a lot of it with a lot of female friends of mine back in the day and still to this day. I look at it from a stance too as well. There's showmanship. There's the two E's I like to say, elegance and eloquence that go into the performance. It's not just like you mentioned, just shaking your ass, watch yourself like it's mystical up in the club. It's everything that really encompasses just the art form, the technique, the overall showmanship that goes into it. And a lot of people don't see it from that particular lens. And I've always said this about it. It's like, like you mentioned Vegas, it's combative nature, but you know, the stigma and the, what a lot of people symbolize with Las Vegas is it's drugs. You know, we're out there, we're gambling. Woo. It's not all about that. People need to understand that there's discipline that goes into everything that you do. And especially from the dancing's point of view. Yeah. I mean, just meeting some of the locals out there, you realize that really the, the people who come to visit, they're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause they're coming for drugs, gambling and strip clubs. Right, And that's generally what they go to Vegas for. There's not, not really much else that you go to Vegas for unless you have a good head on your shoulders and you're like, I want to go to Vegas to make money. And you can make a lot of money. I mean, you can make money being an Uber driver there. It, it's just that you've got to have the right mindset. But if you have the mindset that I'm just going to go and gamble all my money away or you have an addictive personality, then that's not the place for you. 
You know what I mean? But if you're if you're good at keeping a head on your shoulders and you know what your goals are and you have those in mind, then you do great. And it's not nearly as bad as everyone says it is because the the local side of it is they're so on it. They're like, this is this is my job. This is what I do. I get it done. I live in a good house. My kids live in a good house. They're fed. They go to a nice school. You know, all that. It's It's not nearly what people perceive it as. And it's the same with dancing. Not nearly what people perceive it as. Maybe back in the day, it used to be more of a, a crack whore situation because it was introduced, but it doesn't have to be that way. You see those girls that like to dress up and they have the cosplay, right? And, and they'll do the elf ears or whatever. It's because it's not just for the appeal of a man. It's because they are performing and they feel that. They get to be somebody else. If I can't, I say it all the time. This is the day and age. If you wanted to identify as a purple transgender T-Rex, you really could identify as that because nothing is impossible these days. You know what I mean? So, like, take it and run with it. If you want to one day go to the club and be a cowgirl, you can be a cowgirl. The next day you want to go to the club and you want to be a damn a character from Star Wars, you could do that. It doesn't have to be about a sexualizing thing to appeal to not just men, women as well, because, you know, this is all society, you know what I'm saying? To anybody, it's about being able to have that moment where you don't have to just be yourself, but you can branch out and become something and just perform, you know? And I, I honestly, I feel the same about fighting. And what I really like about the LSD is that it's got that WWE vibe, but these women, they get they get that like tough stance, and they're tough about everything, right? But then you see them walk out, and it's a, a blonde hair, blue eyed, big titty, big booty, beautiful woman, but then she's ready to to you know start some shit, and I love it because that's what these women's like. They're tough. I I love watching the football women. Because they, I mean, they're just beautiful women. They work out every day of their lives, and then they go, and then they go and walk out of the crowd, grab a beer, fucking chug a beer, and then smash it on their helmet. I'm like, who does not like that? Because <laughs> I know she is enjoying every minute of that, and it's not just for the appeal of everyone around her. It's because that's who she is. Just because she's a tough tomboy woman doesn't mean that she's gay either. It, it, sometimes women are just tough and rumble like that. You know, we just like to do that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be, oh, well, you're this, well, then you should act this way. Or, you know, you're too tough and you're clearly a dyke or you're clearly gay. You know, people try and put all these stereotypes with different personalities and it's not fair because sometimes people just want to be themselves. You know, one minute I'm sitting here Muay Thai kicking with my coach, and then the next minute I'm going out in a, a skin-tight little mini dress with my hair and makeup done and going out and dancing. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be one way or the other. It's just we have so many open personalities these days.
I think that goes into everything. And I think what I love about it too is as well, people really need to be more open-minded and expand their horizons. And I say that today in day and age, because again, we talk about, it doesn't matter with your male, female, trans, what have you. I think everybody that goes into what they want to do and to pursue, I think is awesome. And especially with LFC, we'll equate it to this with WWE. Like you mentioned, it's a great storytelling because what we're doing is we're applying our crafts, but we're telling a damn good story in the process. And also at the same time, a lot of the talents that you see in LFC have either been in WWE and many different wrestling promotions and independent wrestling, what have you. So a lot of them have that background. They have backgrounds in modeling. Some may have done adult modeling, but also at the same time, it's them showing up and showing out. I think that's what makes the great performance of Andre fighting championships. And I also look at the LFL, like a lot of people don't even realize that because some people look down on the LFL, like a woman by the name of Danielle Monet, who was in the LFL, went on to be Summer Rae in the WWE. So there's a WWE mm -hmm. alumni who is in the LFL, uh, Ty Emery, who's doing her thing now with bare knuckle fighting and is an LFC prospect. She was in the LFL, Lauren the Animal Fogel, who's an LFC, was in the LFL. So we have so many different things that coincide, and especially with Invicta, Shannon Knapp's promotion. There's so many great things out there from promotions to MMA wrestling. Like combative nature is just such at an influx of just hotness and peakness right now. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, uh, another example would be, well, my one of my huge inspirations would be Ronda Rousey. Oof, yes. She was just a kick-ass woman and paved the path for all of us, I really do believe, in, in a huge way. But when she switched to WWE, people hated it. Oh, how does she go from real fighting to fake fighting? Well, she was able to bring out that that feminine side of her, you know, and be able to branch out and be like, okay, well, yeah, I can kick ass and I'm a fighter and, and you know, she can fight for real. Then to be like, oh, well, I can also pretend sometimes because sometimes it's fun to just pretend. I mean, ever since little, little girls, we want to pretend sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's just one of those things where it, it has a, you don't want to always have to be serious all the time. And it, we feel like we have to prove ourselves constantly. And it's, it's not, it's not really fair. Why, why do we have to prove ourselves constantly to be worthy of what you think that we're not worthy of? You know, and um, that's why I, I just I've always been a huge fan of Ronda Rousey. And no matter what her decisions have been as far as going from MMA to WWE, it's a huge thing for her, you know, going from being like this hardcore woman that people feared. And I mean, still feared to this day, honestly, to being this woman who is like, OK, well, I get to I get to pretend a little bit. Sometimes that feels good. You know, just to, to have that, like, acting aspect, that theatrical aspect of it. Oh, beautifully said. And I mean, I look at it from a stance too as well. When Ronda Rousey made the jump, like you mentioned, someone even said like, oh, she's going to WWE, her career's going to die. And it's like, no, number one. And number two, when she came in at the Royal Rumble in 2018, and then she had that big WrestleMania, she's teaming with Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, a very much a high profile matchup at that event. And then she's gone on to win the women's championship. She's now teaming with Shayna Baszler, who's a member of that four MMA horsewomen. Like she's still hitting on all cylinders. She's the heel. She's that bad ass Ronda Rousey that we know and I think for me it was also kind of like a hand in glove because with the name Rowdy it's derived from the Rowdy Roddy Piper God rest his soul so you saw a lot of that influx it's like god dang it man she was destined to be here yeah and people looked so like looked down on her so badly for no reason like you know who's to say that that's not originally where she wanted to be and she just happened to be really good at kicking motherfuckers asses you know what I'm saying like yeah. <laughs> 
And I, <laughs> it just, right. And we've always debunked that whole thing because I look at it from this perspective. So when Ken Shamrock, who was a UFC Hall of Famer, came into the WWE in 97, 98, Tank Abbott did WCW. We've seen Randy Couture. We've seen Brock Lesnar go there, CM Punk. And people will say what they want about Punk, but you got to give him credit for going in there. There's so many influxes of MMA and pro wrestling nowadays, like that debunked argument and just like, oh, God, what are they doing? What is this? And everybody being like that. It just goes away because of how similar like we are now seeing both worlds combining and really coming together as one. It, it used to be one of those things that when it came to the fighting and it came to MMA, it came to boxing, that the women that were fighting and that they were boxing, oh, she looks like a man. Oh, she's too manly. Oh, she's ugly. You know, type type of thing like that. Um, I mean, for instance, like uh, the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, you know, I... I have wanted to do bare knuckle fighting since before it was even legal. <laughs> Just something about it. I wanted to do bare knuckle fight. I can't explain what it was. But it just it felt like it was something that I wanted to do. So when they finally brought it out, but not only did they bring it out, but there's also beautiful women doing it. It's not just about, oh, this woman looks like a man or, oh, this woman's built like a man or whatever. It's about, oh, she can kick ass, but damn, she's beautiful as well. You know, so it definitely, like, changed that for us. And I really like that because, you know, I want to go to my weigh-in dressed to the nines, dressed to the tens, have my hair done up, makeup done up, you know, have a cute little dress on, whatever, because I still have that feminine aspect of me, right? So when you always have to play this hardcore mentality because you're in a man's sport, it can get a little bit exhausting. Because there are, there's times that I just want to walk up in heels and be like, I'm still a badass bitch, and I can still fight, too. And I, what I love about that, too, as well, just to add on to the front, being a badass bitch, boss that bitch, all wrapped in one here. I think what I like about you, too, as well, and for those who have not followed Michaela on Instagram, you definitely should because you are a great follow. I've seen a lot of the photos, very much beautiful imagery. You're in a dress. You're dolled up. You're looking good. So that also has that appeal. I got to put over the photos because, like I said, it's a lot of beautiful imagery on your Instagram. Thank you. Really? I, I think that that's, uh, I, I uh, strive for that because people tell me all the time, my friends tell me, oh, you want to do modeling, you got to take that fighting stuff off your Instagram. Oh, you want to do fighting, you got to take that modeling stuff off your Instagram. You know, it, it's always like a back and forth thing. I'm like, why can't I be everything? Why can't I be a rigging bitch? Why can't I be a fighting bitch? And why can't I be a badass bitch that does, you know, great modeling? And what, why can't I be a dancer on top of that? Who's to stop me from doing all those things? Why can't I be a, that? Because all of that is me, right? You know, I may not always love the atmosphere of a club, but I love to dance. I love to do pole tricks. I love to do that stuff. I love to be theatrical. I love to wear my cowgirl outfits or, you know, like my soldier outfits or do all that kind of crazy stuff because that's who I am, you know. And then on top of that, oh, I love to be a fighter. I love fighting. Fighting is part of my life. Fighting is a majority of my life. And then, oh, I'm a mom on top of that. You know, so why can't I be everything? Why does everyone have to sit there and be like, well, you do you do this. Well, you want to, like, uh, there's so many modeling agencies that, and especially in Vegas, they look at my page, they're like, nah, nah, because you don't put out that feminine aspect of it. You know, like, but why do I have to be all feminine? Why does it have to be all sexy sexy modeling pictures and that's what I love about this generation now after especially after COVID there's so many women that have stepped up to be like 
okay, yeah, I'm a fighter, but look, I got a nice ass too, and I and I'm a freaking I can switch it up and be a dime in two seconds, and the other way around. Oh yeah, well, I'm a dime in two seconds. Like I'm I'm pretty and I'm walking around like this little girly girl and you know giving off this little show, but then at the same time I can snap off and fight somebody. <laughs> you know I can I can get into I can get into Muay Thai. I can throw these crazy kicks. I love that there's so many warrior women these days. It just inspires me. Every day, every day I get on my social media, I see just warrior women. And not are they just warrior women, but they're all beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And they just take it all in. So why can't I be all of it? Why do I have to stereotype myself as one particular thing? You don't have to. Right. And that's the thing, too. Also, I think what I love is like you talk about the bodybuilding aspect, and this is where I equate to the point here. And people look at bodybuilding with women. And I mean, China, God rest her soul, was a big part of that women's wrestling movement with how she looked. And she the ninth one of the world. My goodness. But everybody that woman that gets into bodybuilding, it's always the term mannish, which I hated because it's just like, no, it's just badass women that want to be strong and really be fin being flexing. And I think it really shows that empowerment too as well. Like for you, I'm going to look at you right now. First and foremost, the external beauty shows, you got the piercings, you got the edginess, and it really is just another extension of you that really showcases, you know what I'm saying? I think that also helps too, because a lot of people can be attracted to it, can gravitate towards it. If you're not evoking someone's emotions, no matter what emotion that it is, then you're not doing your job. And I think from a showmanship standpoint of what LFC is about, telling a story, being sexy, evoking emotions, you have to make people feel. And I think that goes with anything within life. Right. No, absolutely. I agree with that 100 percent. And I think yeah. we also got to put this at the forefront here, man, because my God, we've talked about LFC a lot, you and I, and I think you probably have one of the best mindsets about it that I love each and every one of them, especially with how young you are being the single mom and just being that powerful, heart driven, very passionate driven woman. I got to bring this up here because the L in lingerie fighting championship stands for L, Lyle lingerie folks. So I got to ask you from the fashionista standpoint, because the moment you go out of that curtain, here it is, everything from till the bell rings, what have you. It's your story, it's your entrance, it's your representation of your presentation, so to speak. So I got to ask you, Michaela Thompson, what is some of your favorite lingerie? Because there's a lot of badass lingerie out there. Oh, boy, I love Honey Burdette. I'm a little bit of a bougie, expensive bitch. So I will have to say that I do love Honey Burdette. Um, me, personally, I'm, I'm a little like, let me put it to you this way. I love fashion i have over 80 pairs of heels alone right so you see me and a lot of people see me as makilla gorilla so then it, like if you saw my story yesterday i went out for the first time in a long time we went out to the bar had a few drinks the bar was dead there was nobody there but you best believe that i'm up in there with my colorful ass dress and my heels making a statement because i, I don't care if i get dressed up and i go to walmart it's just the fact that I get to do it. That's it. You know, like I, I always, I have that entrance and my, my mom taught me about that as well. She always told me, you know, when you enter a room, you're seen, you got your shoulders back, you have your, your head up, your posture, you have that confidence and people see confidence. You know what I mean? Even if you fake it, as long as you show that confident, strong side of you, people respect you. Confidence is a huge respect. I'm not talking about cocky. I'm talking about confidence. Confidence in yourself as a woman. 
as a person and you walk in a room and you have your chest held high and you just don't don't walk in a room with your head down even if you feel like oh this outfit was super cute but then you go out and you're getting dirty looks who gives a fuck who cares what they think you care what you think you know if you think that you look the shit you better raise your chest up head up high and you better walk in there like Beyonce in the freaking Super Bowl halftime show because you're owning it. And that's exactly how I feel about that. And I, I'm the same way. Even when I go rigging and I'm working steel, I, I'm wearing like an outfit that people don't generally see when you're rigging. I have a matching outfit that's still fashionable. I mean, shit, at my Country Thunder gigs, I wear bell-bottom pants and a little shirt in my cowboy hat, my cowgirl hat, my boots. And uh, it's not generally what you would wear doing steel work, but I'm fashionable, you know. And then when it's time to go up and rig and, and pull some stuff up, I tuck my little bell bottoms in my cowgirl boots. I climb that 80 foot tower and I get the shit done that it needs to be done. And that's just what it is. And the same with fighting. You know, I was boxing all day today. I got a matching little two piece outfit that most people look at like, oh, you know, she's exposing too much or whatever. Like, but if you look at a bitch going to Planet Fitness looking like this, you're not going to say anything. But you see a bitch like me going to the boxing gym, oh, all of a sudden there's a problem. You know, so I, I just, like, I am definitely surrounded by fashion. Fashion is one of my biggest things. I do love it. And that's where the modeling comes in, too, because I, I grew up very insecure about myself, very insecure in general. So, you know, being behind camera, all of that, when I started doing some modeling stuff, taking pictures for photo shoots, it was just for fun. I'm not getting paid, nothing like that. But just to see that there was the beauty there and that it could be captured, you know what I mean? Just the fact that all this time I thought this way of myself, but in reality, this is who I am, this is how I look. It just, it gives you that confidence. And I think that dancing did that as well for me. Because it, it, it's looked at as like, a, I'm ashamed of it. I should be ashamed of it. But I'm not because it created me to be the strong woman that I am today. And I have that even sexual confidence. I have that confidence, whereas I wouldn't have had it before. You know, I've worked in nude clubs in Miami. You know how hard that is for a woman to do? Right. To expose yourself like that? It's very difficult. But then you go from a time where you are feeling insecure and exposed to you're feeling a sense of empowerment and you can take that how you want it. A lot of people think, Oh, well the men have control in this situation at the end of the day. That's not the truth, you know, because at the end of the day, they're looking at these women climbing this pole, doing this crazy ass trick. Like, I mean, Ariana Grande said it best. You think God is a woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they just look at us, jaws dropped. Like, how is she doing this? Because it is not about just shaking your ass and, you know, showing off your body on stage. It's about that talent behind it. It's about that that extra extra side of it. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I'm just very, I'm very passionate about that. I know that we can be all of that. You don't have to be stereotyped as one thing just because of your decisions in life. 
No, I think that's beautifully said. And I mean, you talk about earlier your share with Young and Powerful, and I'm going to add another one to that. It's not cockiness, it's confidence, because stuff like that, I think really Susan accentuates that. And I'm looking at you right now, first and foremost, you look fabulous. For those who've also not seen Michaela, we've show, you've showed yourself on stories with, you know, you're in a hot tub, you look good, you're very proud of your shape, as you should be, because you're working hard to get where you are with your fights and everything. And I hope to see you continue to succeed. And uh, yeah. you're very welcome. And I look at it from a stance too, as well. That's the overall, that's the overall stance that people have in life and i think we talk about that empowerment level there's so many different ways like you talk about your stress your your fashionist you know what i'm saying you're doing what you're doing with the rigging and the steel side of things i think if you're happy in your own skin and this is how you are it just shows uniqueness and different levels to it i think people need to just understand like the uniqueness that they have you know what i'm saying because if we were all the same the world would be dead ass boring to put it in the most bluntest of terms i think we have, right and we all need to have that uniqueness to it and a lot of people don't like uniqueness or they don't like understand change and i think we need a lot of that and i think just by having this conversation and really manifesting this into the universe it brings up up front with that change you know yeah uh, i mean the way i see it um growing up i always wanted to fit in with the popular girls uh, they were Aeropostale, Abercrombie, American Eagle, all that. And uh, my family couldn't afford that. So it was always hand-me-down. And by the time I did get those hand-me-downs, oh, we don't wear that anymore. You know, so I was always behind. So all these, like, preppy girls that would just use me as a joke and pretend to be my friend that I tried to fit in with so much, those girls are messaging me to this day asking me about booty workouts. <laughs> oh, how do you look so good? How did you get your body like that? You're so beautiful. You're so talented. I'm like, all those years that I just was down on myself and hated myself and had such a lack of confidence because I couldn't be like them and I couldn't have what they had and I didn't fit in with them. At the end of the day, they're so basic. I hate to say it that way, but they're fucking basic. And I, I to this day... We'll never fit in with a crowd. And I am so perfectly fine with that. All right. We're going to put this here, folks. This is why I'm laughing because Michaela just brought up probably one of the best things ever. When you stay on your path and you go, what you're, you're confident in your skin. You're very proud of who you are. You don't want to you know, fit in a crowd. You don't care. It's that no fucks given attitude, if you will. You just perfectly described that. Oh, now you want to talk to me type of vibes that you come out because that's what it is. We've all been that's there. The boys man it was like oh you don't want to hit me up you don't want to say nothing to me for years you you don't want nothing to do with me oh but the minute I post a picture and I'm looking fly as hell you want to hit me up no 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 honey I'm not gonna hit you back up <laughs> we're not gonna go chill we're not gonna meet up none of that like because it, it, it just it's like one of those things exactly oh like now you want to hit me up oh now I'm doing good you see you want to like now I look good you want to say something no no like someone who sees the beauty from inside from the beginning that's a different situation but then all of a sudden something changes and you and then you want to hit somebody up then you want to say something no that's not fair to that person I worked so hard to have that mentality and to be confident in myself for somebody like you to come up and, and try and say something to me now i'm not going to stoop to your level i think this is what i love about you too is and i, I think both of us and i'm going to say that i equate you to this we both take pride in what we do 
and what we love. And I think the best part about it is I've always put this example. So when I do this show and I do all this pride, I take pride in what I do because I love giving people the platform to tell their stories. And I had a situation like this years after I graduated high school and I started getting into podcasting and I started interviewing amazing women like yourself and what have you. And they go, oh, and, and I've done a lot of wrestling stuff. They go, oh, Mike, so what do you think about this with wrestling and what you're doing over there? That's really cool. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. First of all, you were the kid that used to make fun of me for like professional wrestling and doing all this stuff. But now you want to talk to me. It's just, it's so interesting because it's like okay maybe they've grown up but also at the same time it's like brother i'm the same person that you saw in high school i'm just elevating myself i'm another yeah so i I like that you say that because um that reminds me so i'm a nerd so i can say this yeah same here (laughs) and it's like one of those things where people who got so dragged for anime and all this other cosplay and all that other stuff Guess what's blowing up right now? Anime and cosplay. Anime and cosplay. Anime. All your little Marvel characters, Lord of the Rings. I grew up with all that stuff. Star Wars. Yep. You know, and it, it used to be like, oh, you're a nerd. Oh, well, you know, you you look at this stuff and you're a nerd and nobody likes you. And, you know, they would try to drag you for it. it the same with wrestling. And it, it like people would drag you for wrestling because it's not real. Right. But. You try and flip somebody over your shoulder like that and not break their bones. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's still a very real aspect of it. Very real aspect of it. It's just more theatrical. That doesn't make it fake. It just makes it more of a theatrical thing where MMA is, you know, we sign a little waiver saying that, hey, we're down to beat the shit out of each other. That's the difference. Honestly. But you can still, even in MMA, you can still come with that theatrical aspect. One of my favorite fighters to this day was Fedor Emelianenko, mm-hmm. because Fedor would come out so peaceful, so together, so like you would look at that man, and be like he ain't gonna hurt a fly. But then you would see him fight, and he's just throwing them. I mean, he is just tearing these people apart because he's. He, he had that aspect, same with Ronda Rousey. She had that mentality like, I'm going to be silent. And the, the silence is deadly. And people don't understand that. Where you sit there and you're talking shit and you're, um, you're, you're just talking shit and you're trying to start these things. Like, yes, it does sell. But at the same time, what you don't know, and, and that's what I love about, I used to be like, oh, I need to be hardcore. I need to be like rough and I need to have this like mean face. But then I started to realize that if I come off like, like a girly girl, not necessarily, but like it, it, it's a more like, ah. No, I, I get it. It's like a mixture of being eloquent, eloquent and elegant, but also at the same time being a badass. So it's, it's exactly. a nice balance. Exactly. But it's, it's, uh, it's hitting you with the unexpected. Right. Um, one of the girls that I was here training for, um, her first fight and it was, it was, uh, she's an older, older lady, not too old, but you know, um, she just for a, um, um, bucket list wanted to be in a fight, wanted to do it. She never really been hit in her life like that. Just wanted to do it. Had that, like lost a lot of weight. She did amazing. I'm so proud of her. And uh, just all of a sudden, she's like, oh, a bucket list. I want to fight. So I came down to Roanoke to, to help to, uh, I was basically her sparring dummy man. So she just got to hit the shit out of me the entire time, which is fine because it, I started the same way. When you hit somebody, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, they signed up for it. 
you know? So, like, she had to get past that, like, being able to hit somebody and have that feeling instead of feeling like, oh, I hit them, I feel bad. Because, you know, we signed up for it, you want to do that. So, she had this fight, and she did a great job. It was a, it was just a little exhibition bout, but it was just something to introduce her into that. But her picture, this is the best part, her little picture that we took, she had the cutest little cupcake pose. You know, hands behind her back, smiling with her feet crossed, you know, cute, cute little cupcake pose. And uh, of, of all the pictures that we took, I was like, that's the one. And she's like, why? It looks so dainty, so cute. I'm like, exactly. That's the point. That's yep. exactly what I mean. That's the point is you sit here and you're looking dainty and cute. And then you get in the ring and you're just throwing fucking bombs, you know? And I like that element of surprise. I used to neglect that and think that I should just come off as a strong, like, man-like woman because that's what they did. And then I realized it's that element of surprise that really gets them. And now there's so many beautiful women like that that you're like, oh, what is she going to do? She doesn't look like she would do anything. She doesn't look like she could hurt a fly. Exactly. And then she gets in the ring and you're like, whoa, <laughs> She she's throwing them. She knows what she's doing. She can fight. But it was an element of surprise. You weren't expecting that. And I would rather expect the unexpected than, you know, be in a situation where it's like, oh, well, you know, she's man. She's manly. She's like this. She's like that. Because there, it's always going to be there's always going to be haters. Always. But it's how you deal with your haters. Are you going to talk shit to them and try to spout off on them or are you going to invite them be like yeah you're right you're right okay well I'm gonna switch it up now you know what I'm saying like because that, that's definitely my mindset you know people tell me all the time you can't do this you can't do that I'm like yeah yeah you're right and then <laughs> behind their backs I'm like shoot I'm gonna go do it <laughs> and I, I'll go and do it and then look you sit there looking dumb because you had that thought <laughs> in the back of your head thinking oh she can't do that she's not gonna do that she's not gonna be able to do this and that and then I'm just like all right go ahead you can think that you're right but at the same time I'm going and I'm doing it and then you're the dumb one at that point so I think it's that negative connotation negative mindset that drives us just that one little subtle comment that really motivates us and I've said this about everything whatever your craft if it's wrestling and you and you doubt it, take a bump. If it's MMA wrestling, do some sparring, what have you. I think whatever you do, don't have a negative mindset. Positivity breeds positivity and negativity brings negativity. So positivity not only is the way to go, you really will see results. And I'm going to say this about you. Speaking of results, your results and your future is just so bright. You have such a great spark. I personally cannot wait to see what the future holds for you. And before we close this out, Miss Michaela Thompson, we definitely will do a round two. I had such a blast talking with you tonight. Absolutely, you too. I I appreciate it, man. Because you know, I got a lot to say. I <laughs> got a lot to say about it. I got a strong heart. Got a strong mind. And um, generally, I don't get to express it. And uh, I just want I just want the girls out there to understand that that they can be anything. It doesn't matter how dainty you are. It doesn't matter where you start. Everybody's got to start somewhere. But if you have that heart and you truly have that fighter's mentality, you can take over the world beautifully and eloquently said and one other thing i gotta ask you before i have you promote the social medias we gotta talk about this michaela the gorilla man i love the michaela the gorilla i think it's a great nickname it's like the thrill in manila the thrill in fella we'll be here all day can we talk about this michaela the gorilla i love the name and the overall thing behind it 
Absolutely. So originally I wanted to go by like terrible Thompson since Thompson is my last name. Right. Um, but then just one day um, I was with my jujitsu crew. I was probably about 13, 14 years old and they had just made dinner. And my coach is like, Michaela Gorilla, come sit down and eat. And I kind of just, oh shit. I like that. But they knew that Magilla Gorilla was one of my favorite cartoons. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's where it derives from. I really liked Magilla Gorilla. And I had talked about that. So then the fact that he just said Magilla Gorilla, it just, it threw me off my feet. And ever since that, at 14 years old, it's been Magilla Gorilla. <laughs> and it has stuck with me. And I think it fits. And that's what I always love about, well, equate this to LFC. If you have the right nickname, like Serena Honey Punch Kyle, like Bella Inc., like, you know, Ariana Blaze, the term Blaze. There's so many names in LFC. If you have the right nickname, that is just an extension of you. And I think Makilla Gorilla showcases not just your love of cartoons, but also that fastness, that fast pace, that technique, just that aggressive side, also badassery. So you have to have that right name that encompasses it. And I think it definitely suits and fits you. Thank you. You're very welcome. And now before we close this out, man, because you are doing your thing on Instagram and can we just promote where else you're at? I know you're doing Instagram. Do you do TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, promote the social media. So far as yours. <laughs> oh my goodness. My light turned off. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am not a big social media person. Uh, I'm trying to get more into it. I really just went through some a custody thing with my kid and my dancing was not supported. And where I was here thinking that I could normalize the dancing and be able to express myself through it and post videos, it ended up working negatively for me. So for a long time, I was just off social media and I stopped doing all of that. And um, it, it was kind of a hard thing because... A lot of things are based off of social media these days, so it can be a very difficult thing to work with. And uh, I'm kind of a tech tard. It's it's funny because I'm in production, and you know I, I I know things that have to do with production. But when it comes to social media and trying to get on, like I made a TikTok. Um, it is probably the same as my Instagram, Akila Gorilla ninety nine. Um. But a lot of my stuff, it, it's so funny because I would post, like, the twerking videos and the dancing videos and just something something about sitting there and doing a choreography dance didn't sit right with me. I was like, you know, I make my own dances. I, I've never done choreography dance before. It just kind of looked stupid to me. Not, not like, going off on anybody else out there that does it, all the props to you because I can't, I can't do it. But um, as far as, like, that, like, I, w I would post those videos and it wouldn't get any love, right? But then I would post videos, like my most viral video, I was in heels, and I made a compilation where I was in heels, and I'm punching one of those bags those, um, uh, that you see at the bar. Yep. And it, like, yeah. So I made a compilation of that, and I'm in heels and a dress, and I'm punching this bag, and I'm hitting, like, 700, almost 800 in score. And it had over 200,000 views, which is more than I'm used to because, you know, like I said, I'm not really, like, in with social media, so I don't really know how that goes but uh yeah so that that was just funny to me and it kind of just made me realize like where the people see me and it wasn't a sexualized thing it was the badass that i am i just happen to be pretty as well you know what i mean 
So, um, yeah, as far as uh, my Instagram, Instagram is MakillaGorilla99. Um, or actually, it's uh, Makilla underscore 99. And then uh, I have my TikTok as well as MakillaGorilla99. And it, even even as a dancer, I mean, I, I've met Shaquille O'Neal. I've met all kinds of famous people. And they don't know me as a dancer. They know me as a fighter. You know, I walk in and I see him. He's, what's up, Killa Gorilla? You know, not like, and it's funny because I kind of like, um, I kept that within the dancing in a way of, all my dance names had to do with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so I had Sonya Blade, Katana, Jade, you know, it, it's always, it had to do with the Mortal Kombat family because it was still showcasing my personality. You know, my personality is a fighter. Oh, okay, so what makes you, what makes you do Sonya Blade? Or if they're a nerd, I say, my name's Sonya. They're like, oh, like Sonya Blade, Mortal Kombat? I'm like, yeah, you got it. You know, you know what's up. So, like, I, I love being able to um, be who I am, but then still be able to be something else as well. I love that. I love that a lot. And I can't wait to see, like, we talk about the future where you're going to be, but you have such an amazing mindset. And I think a lot of people will learn and obtain a lot of information from today's forum. And I have to say this, folks, if you want to check out the latest LFC event, it's LFC 37 back to the mansion on Valentine's Day, which Michaela got to see a little something, something of it, like Maxwell. Check it out at LFCfights.com. Check out fights underscore LFC, LFC underscore fights, and LFC fights on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, where you get a lot of great videos from LFC's reality series exposed a lot of amazing beautiful photos and a lot of fun videos that really entertain and really perk one's interests and definitely check out all the events like we mentioned lfcfights.com and lfc network on roku we are on roku download it watch this podcast watch the events watch so many great shows that are encompassed with the brand that is lingerie fighting championships and before we close this out michaela thompson michaela gorilla do you have any final words not just to your peeps your fans but to the lfc universe uh i would not mind getting uh, a little suffocated by a fat ass, I will say that much. Because <laughs> I, I definitely saw some interesting moves in there, and it was intriguing. And uh, shout out to those girls, man, because they're just having a blast, and I know it. And there's, there's, there's some talented girls out there. They're all very beautiful, and I hope that they just keep doing the thing because I respect it 100%. Beautifully said, eloquently said, and bluntly said. I felt like I was listening to Bubba Sparks and the Yin Yang Twins right there. Cali Park, Bubba Sparks, booty, 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 rocking everywhere. I like your style. <laughs> but no, that that's a lot of it. If you want to see some booty shaking, earthquaking, and just some badass maneuvers, that is lingerie fighting championships for you. And as I always, <laughs> and as I always say with the show, life is an art form, and we are all applying our crafts. And everyone continue to apply your craft in amazing fashion. And as the title of this show is, and also my mindset, beauty, strength, and dominance, the three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. And Michaela Thompson, Michaela Gorilla, I include you in those sentiments. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.